Welcome to Reality Student Ministries, and thanks for listening. We are all about learning how to live this life to the fullest, getting the most out of every day. For information on upcoming events, sermon series, and ways to connect, be sure to check us out online at reality.painesvilleag.com, as well as like our Facebook page at RSM. Now here is today's message. Here's what we're going to talk about this tonight. So last week we started this series called Blurred Lines, and we talked about this whole idea of who you are in a relationship is important. And so if you didn't hear, uh, if you weren't here last night, then, um, then or last week I should say, uh, then get on reality.painsvilleag.com and you can go to our resource tab and go to the audio section and you'll hear uh, last week's message. But we talked about this whole idea that our attraction towards the opposite gender Everyone is attracted towards the opposite gender, whether you want to admit to it or not. At some point in your life, you will be attracted to the opposite gender. Whether you stay single your whole entire life, whether you get married, you will be attracted to somebody of the opposite gender at some point. And that attraction is important because our, uh, our relationships reflect God's connection to mankind. God thinks so heavily about relationships that he even used that imagery of a relationship between a man and his wife as an as a, uh, imagery of who God is with mankind. That God says, I am, like the br- or I am like the groom and my church, the people that follow me, the people that say that they love me is like my bride. I want to have that kind of relationship with the people that say that they love me. So when we say that we accept Jesus into our hearts, God is saying that sort of relationship should look like a marriage of sorts, that sort of connection. And so when we get into relationships, we need to realize that our relationships with people is actually a reflection of of who God is and who God wants to be with mankind. So it's really important. And so God has a lot to say about who we choose to be in a relationship with with. And so uh, we looked at why people get into relationships. There's a whole lot of reasons why uh, people choose to get into relationships, but the reality is that we've often been lied to as a society. And we talked about when, when we've been lied to, we act stupidly sometimes, right? When we think that uh, when society tells us how to love, all of a sudden we act on that. Likewise, I said everyone in here has acted on a lie, and I asked who believed in Santa Claus, and most of you guys raised your hand, and we all were like, yeah, what do we do? We, we wrote letters to him, and we, we put out cookies, and this whole idea was that, hey, I want to have this relationship with Santa Claus, and I'm going to do it because everyone else is doing it. I'm teaching my son Obadiah and Samson, hey, Santa Claus, because it's just easier to, just to go along with what everyone else is doing and saying than to actually say, no, 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 that's just a creepy guy in a red suit, right? And so we realize that sometimes that's what happens in our relationships, that we just say it's just easier to go along with what everyone else is doing. Everyone else is getting into relationships. Everyone else is having a good time. It's just easier than to try to fight against it. And so uh, we realize that we need to understand that there are important things about getting into a relationship. And sometimes we've asked, hey, have you talked to God about what you should be attracted to? Because if you, don't, if you haven't talked to God about, hey, God, what should I be attracted to? Chances are you're allowing a society to dictate what you're attracted to. Because there are thousands of images that are thrown your way every week, whether you realize it or not, through media, through uh, what, what you're talking about on Twitter and Instagram, through um, the commercials to billboards to everything. 
everything is, is showing you an image of how to be or what to be attracted to in the opposite gender. And if you've never talked to God about, man, God, what, what should I be attracted to? Then you're actually being influenced by a lie, by, by what society says is true. So you have to be aware of what is influencing you. Okay, so today we're going to talk about you. Um, we're going to talk about who you are because who you are in a relationship is important. Um, I know some of you guys know those people that you can tell who they're dating because all of a sudden that person that they're dating has changed them. Like they dress differently, they talk differently, they're into different movies, TV shows. Um, their priorities shift and all of a sudden they seem like a total different person. And often we can pinpoint that person that they're dating based on what they're doing. Um, but the problem isn't the other person, and it isn't even the fact that the person changed, but the problem is that no one was intentional about setting up boundaries. All right, so have you ever said something with somebody else, and you both were saying completely different things, but you, but you thought you're, you're like, no, 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 we are not saying the same thing, but in all actuality you were? Like you ever get into arguments, and they're really dumb, and you're like, Oh, we were saying the same thing, but you really didn't think so at the, at the time? Anyone? All right. So Lauren and I had this whole argument um, just a couple days ago about uh, this sermon, and I started talking about, uh, hey, I really like the term guardrails, because guardrails are those things on the road that say, hey, I, we want to keep you on the direction, on the path that you're going. And so the guardrails are, are there and put there to uh, help define, hey, stay on this path. However, Lauren was like, that's stupid. And she likes the term boundaries. Boundaries. That's what they are. That's what they've been called forever. They're boundaries. So when, when I say guardrails, you can think boundaries. And when Lauren says boundaries, you can think guardrails. Guardrails. All right. So interchangeable tonight. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that uh, so that everyone's on the same page. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, uh, I've told this story before, and so some of you guys are going to remember it, but man, it's, it's so good to tell the, Reese tell this story, um, because I think it's so important. There's a, a man, a rich guy, and this guy uh, lived on the top of a, of a cliff, um, lived on top of this, this uh, mountainside uh, with a drop-off, and, and so he hired a chauffeur, and he was doing a show, uh, he was um, kind of doing tryouts, and he said, hey, how close can you get to the edge? Because the road that led up to his house was right along the edge. And how close can you get to the edge without falling off? And, the, and all the guys were like, dude, I totally got this. And so each driver, we got, the first driver was about a foot from the edge. Now, a foot's about that big. So, I mean, that's pretty close, driving. And then the next driver was like, I could top this. And the next driver, I could get even closer to the point where they were literally one inch away from the edge driving up this cliff. And then it got to the last driver, and the driver goes, I don't, I, I'm not even going to get in the car, sir. He goes, why? He goes, I will never compete with them because I want to stay as far away from that line as possible. Because I'm more concerned about the safety of my passengers than about the thrill ride that you're going to get, sir. And so all of a sudden, that man was hired. And the story can relate back to us because so often, we want to know how far is too far. In a romantic relationship, you know, if we, we often draw a line, and I'll just say it, we often draw the line at sex, right? Ooh, awkward word. We draw the line, and we're like, dude, we cannot do that. Awesome, yeah, yeah, don't do that. That's a bad thing to do before marriage. Okay, awesome. And yet, we will get all the way up to that line 
thinking, hey, hey, it's fine. We haven't gone that far yet. We haven't gone to that sex line yet. And so all of a sudden we get so focused on how far can we get and still be okay, still stay on the side of the cliff and, and still have the thrill, still have all the fun. And see, often we're asking the wrong question because here's the thing. When we talk about guardrails or boundaries, we often want to talk about the line and how close we can get to it without going over. But I want you to catch this. Boundaries or guardrails aren't about the line. Your boundaries that you set up in your relationship aren't about the line that we, that we don't want to get close to. But rather, it's about if your actions glorify God. So when you ask, how far is too far, you're actually asking a wrong question. Because the reality is, are your actions, how far is too far when I glorify God? Because that line is a lot shorter. That line's a lot closer than, than that sex line out there. And so you need to start asking, does this action with my boyfriend or girlfriend, does that glorify God, and what I do, do your actions keep your relationships with God safe? You want to stay as far away from that line as possible because you're more concerned about the safety of the passengers, about your relationship with God, than you are about the thrill ride. In a relationship, I want you to check this. In a relationship, if you pursue the lines, like how far can I go, how far is too far, if you pursue the lines, you limit the potential of the relationship because you're pursuing the wrong things. If you pursue the lines, you are limiting the potential of everything that that relationship could be because you're merely pursuing the wrong things. So don't look at boundaries as a list of no's of don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. And so often when you guys get into middle school and when you guys get into high school, your parents start stop telling you, yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it, and start telling you, no, 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 stop, stop, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Stop looking at boundaries in this area of relationships as a list of no's. I can't do this. I can't go there. I can't be with this person. I can't have this much fun. Start realizing and start looking at your relationship as, as a way of, of playing offense and a way of saying, God, I want to glorify you. So how do I glorify you in this relationship? Because relationships are important. Everyone in this room most likely is going to be in a romantic relationship at some point. If you're not going to be in a romantic relationship at some point, you will be attracted to someone at some point in your life. That's guaranteed. And so the, the question is, how do you handle that? Because that says a lot about your relationship with God. And so as we look at boundaries and guardrails to set up, we need to look at three main areas that we need to find these boundaries in. That we need to look at how do we set them up. It's not just physical like most of us think. So what are three areas that we're, we're not simply going to look at what not to do, but rather what should we be doing? Okay, so the first area that we're going to look at is spiritual guardrails. Um, it's the thing that we need to do before anything else is put God first in our life. In Matthew 6.33, it says, If you give him first place in your life and live as he wants you to, he will take care of all your needs. It's hard to give God all of your relationship and all of your stuff, um, especially if you don't have a foundation already set to build upon. So your relationship isn't something that you should just jump out there and say, hey, let's, let's build on that. But instead, you need to have a foundation. You need to know who you are first in God before you can build on that. Just a quick typo. That is not the verse. That's just the first part is the verse. Some of you guys are going to go home and be like, I can't find this in anywhere. It was a typo. My bad. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's Continue. Whole section. That's okay. <laughs> so if you pursue Jesus instead of pursuing the line, your relationship will be exponentially better. That's a really good word. I like that word. <laughs> exponentially. So that's the first thing. Put God first in your life. The second thing is being unequally yoked. Don't be unequally yoked. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what you for what, hold on, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can the light have with the dark? This verse is, um, is talking about not dating people that don't have the same beliefs as us. I wrote this, but, you know, that's okay. I can't read it. So, it's talking about people that believe differently with us and not being joined with them. Um, if they don't show up to church and don't believe in God, don't date them. And even if someone does show up to church, if they're not pursuing God and a relationship with God, um, then don't date them either. Pick someone who's putting God first in their lives. How many of you guys know, like, somebody that their parents forced them to come to church, right? Only a couple people. Yeah. Uh, I went to a Christian high school, and I've told you this before. People in the Christian high school are crazy. Why? Because all of their parents put uh, the messed up kids because they're like, they're, oh, they got to get some Jesus or something. Maybe this high school can, can save them. And so you get this high school full of people and that all of a sudden you're like, no, I go to a Christian high school. They're all Christians. They all love Jesus. No. There's no witnessing in a Christian high school, right? Yeah. No, everyone needs Jesus. Okay, so um, put God first in your life and don't be unequally yoked. The third thing that I want is to talk about is talk about to God about your relationships. Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. He wants to say in your relationships, whether it's your friendships, your dating relationships, or eventually your marriage. He wants to say in those things, and he also wants to say in where you set your boundaries. He has a plan for you, and that includes those kinds of things. So some of you guys we've, we've talked to, and we said, hey, have you guys talked to God about your relationships, and you're like, no. Why? Because I'm not in one. Why would I need to talk to God about my relationships when I'm not in one? I'm not going to do that. My parents say I'm not allowed to date until I'm 35, right? And so it's one of those things, however, that it's important to start talking to God about relationships now. Even if you're not dating, even if you're uh, still, you know, just saying that's years down the road, it's important to start putting God first and start to build these spiritual guidelines now. And so the second area uh, that we're going to talk about um, is our emotional guardrails, our emotional boundaries. Now, some of you guys are saying, man, I thought it was just about physical, and how far is too far? And if I fix that, then I'm going to be good. But really, the physical boundaries are, are really a small thing compared to the spiritual guidelines and the emotional ones, because the physical comes out of these other two. And so when we talk about emotional guardrails, uh, the first one is this, put God first in your relationship. When we talked about spiritual guardrails, put God first in your life. Emotional, put God first in your relationship. Put God first in your relationship. Proverbs 4 verse 23 says this, Guard your heart above all else, for your heart determines the course of your life. Guard your heart above all else because your heart is what determines the course of your life. And so allow God to have a say in your relationship. Be talking to God, say, man, God, is this something that I really, should I still be dating? You know, Lord and I dated for five and a half years. And almost every month I would always come up to God and say, God, should I still be dating her? 
even up to our marriage, and this might sound like, oh my gosh, you asked that? Even up to our marriage day, I say, God, if this is not the woman that you want me to marry, would you make that abundantly clear before I walk down this aisle to, uh, or watch her walk down this aisle? Because I want to be that obedient to what God has for me. And I want to have God at the forefront of my relationship with my wife to be at that time. And so you need to always be checking. Not, well, I felt like God said this one time I could get into this, and now it's like three years or however long later. No, no, always be checking. God, is this someone that I still need to be with? Is this someone that is still encouraging me and is still pursuing after you? Are, are we putting you first in our relationship. Second guardrail is this. Allow love to fuel, not fill, your relationship. Allow love to fuel your relationship, not fill it. So often we're, we look at one another and we're just like, and we talked about this last week, oh, you complete me. Oh, they're perfect. They're awesome. Right? And all of a sudden, we start looking at them for how we feel. Oh, they just make me happy. I've heard way too many people when they break up or anything like that, I just wasn't happy anymore. They just weren't making me happy anymore. And see, the whole thing is that's, it's not about that. Love should fuel us. Our relationship should fuel us. It shouldn't be the end-all, be-all. God is the one that should fill us. So allow your relationship to fuel you, to draw closer to God, and become all that he has created you to be. And here's the question. I've, I've heard some couples say this, and this is kind of their test, is and are we better together? Are we better together? Do we fuel one another on to be all that God has called us to be? Are we better together than we are just by ourselves? Are we better together? And so here's the, th I, I heard this pastor say this, and it was really funny, and some of you might not get it, and so that's okay. But you will never know if you're better together if all you are are in bed together. You will never know if you're better together if all you know is when you're in bed together, because so often, most people can make any physical relationship work for a little bit of, hey, it just feels good, it feels right, it feels wonderful, but that's not going to last. And so you need to make sure before you get to that, hey, are, are we better together? Do we fuel one another on to grow closer to God? And here's the thing. Here's a guardrail uh, emotionally to put up. And ladies, I'm speaking to you because some, sometimes this is a big struggle. I, I'm not saying it's not a struggle for guys. I, I get that. Oh, but a lot of times girls get very attached very quickly. And it's one of these things that these emotional guardrails you're not always aware of. And so this is super important for you to start thinking of now. So often we need to start avoid going too deep too fast. And what, what do I mean by that? So many attach so quickly. And guess what? You kind of act like you're a married couple. Like, where are you? Um, I'm, I'm at my house. What are you doing? I'm... I'm eating dinner with my family. Why? Why aren't you with me? Uh, what? Like, and so you ever, like, hear about relationships like that, like they're constantly calling? If you are calling, like, five times and talking for, like, three hours every time, you got some issues. Um, so I'm just saying, watch what you look like of being, looking like a married couple. Um, here's, here's something. Know when to open up and when not to. See, I'm not saying don't be upfront. You need to be upfront. You need to be honest. But you don't need to share your deepest, darkest secret that no one else knows. Like, hi, is this our first date? Yeah. Did you know that I really think this? And it's like, okay. Um, you didn't need to share that right now. Like, I love you. I don't know if I love you yet. 
I think this is great, but man, that's really, so don't, know when to open up and when not to. Uh, the, the next thing is, um, don't talk about commitment before you're committed. Don't talk about commitment before you're committed. Right now, you don't need to start uh, asking, how many kids do you want? Lauren, how many kids do you want? In the count of three, I'll say how many kids I want. You say how many kids you want. Ready? One, two, three. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, so we're a little off on our numbers. Uh-uh. Um, so sometimes we, like, get to a relationship, and it's like, we're so perfect for each other. We both want, like, 11 kids, and we both want to drive this sort of car. And I'm like, you're 15, how do you even know? And Lauren and I still don't know how many kids we want and all that stuff. And so all of a sudden, it's one of those things. Um, you ever do this, ladies? Uh, it, I, I'll be no, honest. This is my... What? Okay, go ahead. I caught Lauren. And this is not good, guys. This is not good. Stay out of the personal stuff. I totally violated her personal space when she wasn't home or when she was, like, somewhere else in her house. I found a journal. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> But Lauren doesn't really journal, so I didn't know what I was going to find in there, except for, like, sermon notes. But you know what I did find? You want to tell? Mrs. Lauren Ashley Stewart. Oh, my gosh! (laughs) Why are you writing like we're a married couple right now? (laughs) Yeah, we are married, and that is my name now. But what about the ten other boys that I wrote to their last names, too? I just try not last names. Yeah, which last name works best? So she ended up being Alas, L-A-S, was her initials now. But sometimes, girls, you start writing, thinking about the future. Oh, what, what would that be? Mrs., whatever. All of a sudden, it's like, um, you've crossed an emotional guardrail. Whether it's innocent or not, it's still an emotional guardrail that you have to be aware of. Because that starts to tie into thinking that, oh, he's my forever, ever. And you start sharing too much of yourself. You start sharing deeply, and all of a sudden, you get into some trouble with that. And you start emotionally giving yourself to him before physically, but emotionally you start to give yourself to him. And and if and when you guys break up, all of a sudden he has a part of your heart, a part of your emotion because you started opening up to him emotionally. It might not have been physically yet. And so you thought, oh, I'm safe. But but emotionally you opened up and you started giving to him a little bit. And so uh, I heard a pastor say this, not that I'm uh, uh, – against this or anything, but so often we say, oh, I thought he was the one, or he's the one, or she's the one, or something like that. This pastor said, you know what? They are not the one until you marry them, and then when you do marry them, they are the one. So often we're like, well, I found somebody else. I guess my married partner wasn't the one. No, no, they are the one when you make that decision, but so often, all the way up to then, you got to watch yourself with that emotional guardrail. And here's the other thing. And this is crossing some lines, and some people have different opinions about this, but man, I've seen it time and time again. How you act in a church service says a lot about you. And so um, couples dating, I strongly, strongly encourage them. That's great. She's going down to the altar. She's, you know, she's giving her heart to Jesus, or she's doing something. And the guy's like, I'm going to go pray with her. No, don't do that. Right? Or the, or the guy's down there. And the girl's like, I just want to, I just want to hold him. Look at what God's doing in his life. That's awesome. So she just goes down there and don't do it. Do not go to the altars. Do not start praying with one another about these big things. I'm not saying don't pray together, but I'm saying when it starts to come to these emotional things of, of when they're dealing with their relationship with God, don't, don't go in there. Man, I, you know what I hate? And this is just personal vendetta, but like um, when couples do this, how he loves. 
loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Like, it's like, what are you, get, no, this is your time with Jesus, not your time with your spouse or your girlfriend. I'm just like, what are you doing, right? And so, man, watch yourself in that. Stop, stop acting like a married couple. That's what Lauren and I do when, when they start playing the okay, song. Okay, we hold hands when we pray, though. Oh, I mean, like, we do hold hands when we pray. But when, when it comes to dating, you don't need to be going down to— and I encourage married couples to go down to the altars all the time and pray with one another. I do not encourage dating couples to, hey, I see your girlfriend down there. Why don't you go, go pray with her? No, no, no. That's more of a distraction than anything else, all right? I don't care who you are or what, you, what you're going to say. So uh, here's the third area. This is now into the, the fun part of, of physical guardrails, physical boundaries. And our last week, we're going to talk about uh, those sorts of, um, we're going to say all the, all the stuff and all the questions that you guys write, and, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about all that. Um, so if you're looking, oh my gosh, this is going to be so uh, gross, T today is not that day. We're not going to talk about any of that. But this is what I want you to know. With your physical guardrails, you need to be driven by faith and not fear. You need to be driven by faith and not fear. And so often our goal is this. Don't have sex. 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 And that's all we think about. Don't have sex. Don't have sex. Don't have sex. Hey, what do you think about? Nothing. Don't have sex. 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 Right? It's like, what in the world? Right? And so all of a sudden, you need to realize that when it comes to physical boundaries, be driven by faith. God, I want to draw closer to you. God, I want this relationship to honor you. God, I want this relationship to glorify you, especially in the way that we handle one another physically, because I want people are going to see and they're going to hear about us. And I want that to draw other people closer to you, because our relationship is a reflection of, of your connection with mankind. And so stop being just driven by fear. So often we write off this physical relationship, one, because we're super awkward talking about it. Two, we don't feel like it applies to us because we're not in it yet. Um, or three, we're just ashamed of, of something. And this is, this is something awkward. I used to never think, I was like, Mom, I'm not going to kiss anybody until my wedding day. And honestly, I don't know if I'm going to get married. But, um, and my mom told me this, and it was really kind of gross. Man, when your parents start to talk to you about uh, stuff in relationships. It's awkward. I, I understand that. I get that. By the way, I did ask your parents to maybe have a couple questions to talk to you about. Um, so if you, you go home and your parents start telling, well, when your father and I just be like, I hate you, Pastor Donnie, right? Um, so uh, my mom came up and told me, she goes, you know, Donnie, your physical relationship and kissing, that's like a fire. And I was like, Oh, my Lord, where is she going with this? And she goes, you know, it's like a fire. And a fire is a beautiful thing. And it, I don't know why my mom has because this that's really how she deep, says it. grovelly voice, right? Um, <laughs> she's Batman. Um, but it was this, this, she goes, you know, a fire can be beautiful, and a fire can be awesome and amazing, and, and on a cold, dark night, it can keep you warm. And, and, you know, and fires are amazing things when they're within boundaries like in a fireplace man it's so cool and it's awesome or I love bonfires right and so it's in a fire pit of some sort and it's it's there's these guardrails there's these boundaries these barriers around the fire and, and it can be enjoyed and it can and you can uh, enjoy that fire however when you take the barriers out that fire can become a wildfire it burns homes down it you can see if you haven't watched the news uh Washington has been, you know, just the West Coast is just all sorts of in flames, engulfed in flames with the wildfires that they have over there. And all of a sudden you see 
how much a fire can destroy. And so when it comes to your physical relationship, man, don't think, oh, this is horrible. We can't do anything. We can't even touch. We can't even do it. Nope. Yep, that's my significant other over there. They're really awesome, right? Don't touch me, right? It's one of those things that all of a sudden we get so ashamed. No, I can't touch. No, no, your physical relationship is important. It can, it, it's like a fire. You have to put up guardrails around it to make sure that it stays contained. We want to set up physical boundaries that allow relationships to deepen and strengthen. 1 Corinthians 6, 16 through 20. There is more to sex than mere skin on skin. Sex is as much spiritual mystery as a physical fact. As written in scripture, the two become one. Since we want to become spiritually one with the master, we must not pursue the kind of sex that avoids commitment and intimacy, leaving us more lonely than ever. The kind of sex that can never become one. There is a sense in which sexual sins are different from all other. In sexual sin, we violate the sacredness of our own body. These bodies that were made for God-given and God-modeled love for becoming one with another. Or didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place, the place of the Holy Spirit? Don't you see that you can't live however you please, squandering what God paid such a high price for? The physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole works. So let people see God in and through your body. The point here that we're trying to make is physical boundaries aren't about saying no to things, but rather about reevaluating how you are representing Christ to other. What we do with our bodies is a representation of Christ. That's how people see God through us. So how do you set up some physical boundaries to glorify the God? I mean, I think that's what we're getting to is how do you do that? You've told us to do these things, but how? So the first one is decide on them before you get into a relationship. Don't wait until you're already into your relationship because honestly, it's not too late, but it is. It's too late because... um, your view will now be skewed because you're already in that relationship. Um, and be realistic as well about the boundaries that you are setting up. Um, different people have different levels of boundaries, and that's fine. For some people, waiting to kiss till they get married is their boundary. For some people, it's holding hands. All the different levels is right. Um, The second one is godly insight. When you are setting up your boundaries, look at the Bible, pray, go to godly adults and parents. The Bible doesn't just come out in in the Ten Commandments and tell us what our boundaries should be. Every relationship um, should have these boundaries, but it doesn't say exactly what it should be. It doesn't discuss priorities in the heart of God. So define your guardrails according to the heart of God. Don't judge other people if their boundaries aren't like yours. Just because you decide not to kiss till your wedding day doesn't mean that that's, and I'm sorry, if you haven't decided to kiss, that's fine. But if someone else has, don't think that it's wrong just because they've set their boundary differently. Also, the third one is tell somebody. Have accountability. Tell an adult, a parent, supports that person, Um, a trusted friend, tell someone because 
Telling someone will help you stay accountable. It'll help you keep your boundaries. So some of, some of you need to realize that you need to actually think about these things. You need to think about having boundaries. You need to think about um, th that sort of stuff because uh, all of a sudden you start judging others and you're like, well, I don't really know what my boundaries are yet because I haven't really thought about it. You just know I don't want to cross that line over the cliff of sex, but I don't know anything else because you haven't thought, oh, I didn't realize that my actions actually do reflect Christ. So the other, some of you are saying, that's all great, but I've already went too far. You know, I, I've already messed up, whether it's physical or whether it's emotional or whether it's spiritual of realizing that God's not really first in my life. I've, I've already screwed up the first step that you said to make sure that we had. I've already screwed that up, Donnie. What happens when I've already gone too far in one of these areas? What happens? I love the grace of God because in 1 John 1 verse 9 it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if you have messed up in one of these areas, I want you to know that there's a God that passionately loves you and wants to heal you and wants the best for you and that he is coming, uh, and, or I should say he is fighting for you. Man, he believes that he's put you here for a reason and, and he believes the best for you. And so don't just give up and say, well, I've screwed up already. I'm just a piece of trash. I've screwed up already. I've already gone too far emotionally. I've screwed up already. I've already gone too far physically. No, no, no. God has an amazing plan for you right now. And he's just waiting for you to say, man, God, I want to put you first in my life. Thanks again for listening to this message from Reality Student Ministries. Our hope is that you've learned a little bit more of who God is and who he has called you to be. For information on how you can get connected to our student ministry, be sure to check us out online at reality.painesvilleag.com or like our Facebook page at RSM. Now get out there and have an incredible day.